0: This is Creating Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled, 10-Minute Must Read Books, Part 1, Lying by Sam Harris. A brief introduction to this new segment. There are too many books. No matter how long you live, you'll never be able to read every book that's worthwhile or valuable. So I'm going to try to give a little summary and extend the ideas in some of the books I've read that I find myself wishing others would have already read quite often. So here goes, lying, it's everywhere. It's hard to imagine that there are human beings out there that don't lie at some point for some reason. What is lying really? And what are the consequences? Sam Harris is one of my favorite authors. He's a contemporary philosopher elaborating on topics such as free will, morality, consciousness, and meditation. But the reason I picked lying as the first book to discuss is because I think most, if not nearly everyone, is operating with the assumption that lying is something that we need to live with and come to accept. Donald Trump is the president of perhaps the most powerful country that's ever existed on the planet. Throughout his presidency and while running, he has made over 5,000 verifiable false or misleading claims. Ironically, he was the person who positioned himself as the one who tells it how it is, or tells the truth, and doesn't speak like a politician, and therefore doesn't lie to suit his own needs. It turns out he's the biggest liar we've ever seen in the public eye. There is so much that Trump does that is psychologically both twisted and intelligent I think the Scott Adams thesis is more on point than Sam Harris would admit, but the fact that a serial liar is holding one of the most important political positions in the world is a serious red flag. Why are so many people either willing to believe lies or are okay with telling lies or lie by habit themselves? Why is it seemingly instinctual at this point to exaggerate one's accomplishments or downplay and ignore negative aspects of one's own personality and also those around us? This veil of mistruth, of dishonesty, of not accepting reality is really what I want this episode to be all about. In Sam Harris's book, Lying, he lays out an airtight argument for why it is never morally justifiable to lie Unless the lie is told in order to prevent violence. Basically, he states that if you otherwise would be tempted to resort to violence, lying is okay. You can lie to prevent the violence from occurring. Other than that, there's no such thing as a white lie or a lie that provides some kind of service to the person it's told to. Moreover, there are consequences and ripple effects of living lies, having to organize mistruths that one's wrapped in, and in the way you're viewed by others subconsciously or consciously, once you reveal that you are willing to lie. Lying is incredibly consequential for all involved, and yet, as I said, the standard assumption is that lying is just a fact of life, or something that we need to live with. Well, there is a point in development where children actually learn to lie, and you can't blame them. It's a process of becoming aware of the self and its position relative to those around us, and it's an indicator of problem solving. A child learns that in order to avoid certain consequences, it is easier to lie. It's comforting, perhaps to both the liar and the one who's lied, too. I'll use an example. If a five-year-old accidentally lets the cat outside and the cat runs away it is certainly more comforting if no one knew who was to blame including the child now if the child did know that they left the door open and revealed this the family would really have no choice but to be upset in some way we're wired like that and It's sad when a pet runs away, even though they might not be angry or take it out on the child. They're going to react to the fact that the child left the door open. This evidence can't be ignored. While to distance themselves from the incident, the child may find it beneficial to lie. They could say they don't know who left the door open, and have this unhappy accident be some kind of mystery to the other family members. This seeming utility for the individual, and sometimes for those around us, makes lying something that seems to occur naturally. It's also viewed in certain instances as positive. Now I certainly can't convey Sam's arguments as effectively as he can, but after reading Lying 3 or 4 times now, it's a short book and I highly recommend it, but I can confidently say. There really isn't much, if any, room to improve Sam's argument, suggesting that it's never morally sound to lie, because all we really have in this world is our own minds, our consciousness, and its contents. We're bombarded with thoughts and emotions and feelings and sensations, and it can seem often like we're the vehicle through which these expressions come through. But the reality is that we have the ability in some sense to orchestrate our future, or as I've said before, at least steer the ship in a direction we want it to go. Now lying, you've probably been thinking in your mind of all of the examples where lying might be necessary or good, or in that child example that might have been a a good white lie. And if you're not thinking of those lies, let's do so now lying to a terminal child about what happens after death lying to a spouse about past infidelity lying to a family member about how you view their appearance lying to a friend saying you have a headache when you'd rather just not go out in every one of those instances while it might be more difficult in the moment to be honest the repercussions and outcome of absolute honesty will always lead to a result that is, at the very least, worthwhile. Specifically, and here's where I want to elaborate on Sam's argument a little more if you happen to have read the book already, we can't ever predict how a lie or a truth may impact someone. The outcome, when a spouse asks about your past, if you lie or tell the truth, we can't predict how they're going to respond. Now you can make assumptions, that's what our brains do all the time, and I think that's why lies are accepted. Because we're assuming that the lie we tell will lead to a better place, so we tell it. But the only thing you have to live with is yourself, your mind, and your thoughts. And if you lie, we all know that the internal consequences of living with a lie can be unbearable. There are spillover effects of being dishonest, and people notice when the words you're saying don't match your true thoughts and intentions. You know if you lied, you can tell yourself that you feel fine, that lying doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, it doesn't make you feel guilty. But that too, for the 95% of us who are not sociopaths, would be a lie. We lie to ourselves, we lie to our friends, we lie to our families, and we know that we shouldn't. Think of how much undue suffering could be avoided ourselves just by telling the truth. I started this podcast talking about Trump, and I'll return because he is what's motivated this episode. The people, the voters, our neighbors and our coworkers, the people we're surrounded by every day, well, they, and I for that matter, are desperate for truth. Everyone seems perplexed as to how people can still support Trump at this point when he lies so blatantly. But you have to appreciate that those who believe Trump think that everyone else is lying. They're just as averse to lying as you think you are, but just as willing to lie to themselves about what they want to be true as everyone else is. Like, No matter where you fall on the political spectrum today, you're lying to yourself if you think this is the solution. I'm so happy that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez won her election, but do I think that a politician in the structure that exists has any chance at creating the beautiful positive world that's possible today? No. The world is going to change when we stop lying to ourselves and believing that some people who get voted into positions of power, well, they're going to fix things. Don't get me wrong here. I think we need to vote for politicians if they have our best interests at heart. And if they'll do what they can in the political structure to error correct and move in positive directions, that's fantastic. But the world is going to change. When we, the people, realize that we are and always have been the government, and for that matter, everyone who works for the government is just a person. Police officers, firefighters, judges, parks employees, mayors, city workers, the queen. These are just people. We're being held back from achieving what's possible because we've accepted the lie that we need to fight each other in the poll booth defeat each other's ideas by the force of majority, and look at half of the country that doesn't agree about maybe 20 to 50 of the hundreds of thousands of issues as our enemy. The deplorable quote, like, how can you say that about human beings that don't have access to information or who have been convinced of dangerous ideas? Everyone is redeemable. I'm starting to think that there is no one in this world so convinced of their ideas that they can't have their minds changed in some way. But I'll leave the political realm for now, and I'll end things off with the final segment, a semi-actionable idea that can hopefully make life, the world, or both, a little better. How to create utopia. After reading Sam Harris's book the first time, I was left with the impression that he wanted me to know that lying has consequences and that those consequences are almost, if not always, negative. I'm hoping you leave this podcast with the notion that we need to come to see lying as something we're doing, both internally and externally, not realizing it, accepting it, and perpetuating it. The next time you're tempted to lie about your job, your income your past experiences, exaggerate a story. Just think about the world you're taking a part in creating. The next time you accept a friend or co-worker's flippant obvious lie about whatever, just consider what does this lying do to the fabric of society? Why lie? This is where Sam's message really hit home for me. Because when you combine this notion with purely theoretical ideas of quantum entanglement, uh, loving-kindness, and musings the Dalai Lama would make regarding a universal connected consciousness, you see that lying in any capacity is harming yourself for sure, and most likely the world, just by perpetuating the system of untruth. The reason we have progressed as a species, specifically so remarkably, In the past 100 to 200 years is that we made a commitment to finding out what's true about the world the universe nature reality and ourselves and now we have billions of people literally riding on the backs of a few humans who made exceptional discoveries regarding the true nature of reality and the rest of us who built systems based on truth in some places around the world This is also why I think I have such a hard time with Jordan Peterson's notion of true enough or true from a Darwinian perspective, because that's not true, and think of the negative consequences believing mistruths can have. It only takes one important false belief to get a seeming perpetual motion machine of more and more incorrect thoughts. You start with the idea that people with different skin colors are unequal in some way, And that negative, untrue idea spiraled into Hitler. So if there's an actionable idea we can take away from this episode, it's simple. And it's perhaps the same one you'd get if you read Sam's book. There's never really a good reason to lie. The world would be much better off if we made a commitment to truth. And the only reason we have lights in our houses, running water, air travel, the internet, etc., is because some humans before us realized that the pursuit and commitment to truth tends to lead somewhere much more beautiful than even conceivable through a lie. So consider how easy it is to make life and the world a little better just by telling the truth. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Creating Utopia. If you found it interesting, please share with a friend or on social media. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia and make sure to ask questions, comment. I'll make every effort to reply to everyone. Stay tuned for the next podcast on climate change.